Okay, we're going to learn the original Aish Kaidish. This is the original Aish Kaidish. Yeah, good. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Pashas Vayeshev. This Torah was said December 2nd, 1939 by the English calendar. December 2nd, 1939. And the things are getting worse in Warsaw and everywhere in Poland by this time. This is a very famous Torah of the Rabbis. I said this over a few years ago at the Hilula. So Rashi says, Bikesh Yaakov Leisha Bishalva, Kofetz Alav Roigza Shayasev. That Yaakov Vina was hoping, and he asked that at this time in his life, after all of the Tsaras, that he should be able to. He should be able to live in a way of peace, of tranquility. And just when it looked like he might have some time of Shalva, of Shalom, the whole Indian of, of Yosef Atzag and his brothers started. And then Rashi brings from Chazal a very painful sentence. Sadikim of Akshim Leisha B'Shalva Hazah. The tzaddikim seek, they would like to be able to live in peace in this world, to have a life of, of tranquility. It's not enough that the tzaddikim, it's not enough for them that they have what's ready for them in Olam Haba. Besides that they have a wonderful Olam Haba waiting for them, they also want to be able to relax in this world, to relax, meaning to live in tranquility in this world, to have shalom's waiting for them in the next world. So the Rebbe says right away, he brings from his father, What does that mean that Hashem says to the tzaddikim such a thing? He doesn't forget that the tzaddik should be able to have some shalom, some shalva. That big case that the tzaddikim are seeking to be able to have a little bit, if to all the nisyanis and if to all the tsaras, that the tzaddikim are seeking to have a little bit of shalva in this world. And Hashem Baruch's answer is through Chazal. It's not enough that you have. It's not enough that you have elam haba that's masukim that's waiting for you. That you mavakshem leisha b'shalva elam hazeh. That you have to ask. That you're seeking to have. No, we've been meeting here every single. Uh, we meet here every single Monday night at this time from eight to nine. They assign this to today is not Monday. Today is I mean, I'm sorry, Tuesday. Yeah, we've been here. They assigned this to me a while ago. I have the written documentation. This is a special lecture in the honors program for 60 students. This is 308? Oh, this is not 308. Oh, sorry, then you are right. It says 308 in the doors. This is 308. It's the same room. The rabbi brings from his father that it's hard to... It's hard to hear such a thing coming from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, to say such a thing to the tzaddikim that he doesn't forgive them that they should be able to have some manuch in this world. So they have manuch in the next world. And by the way, you know, the, you know, the Chazal bring the pasuk that regarding the next world, that the next world is also that the tzaddikim don't have manuch because it says ve'ach mechayel So that the tzaddikim shouldn't be able to have any manuch at all, not in this world, not in the world to come. And Hashem says it's not enough that that, that you have. They're waiting for you, that you're asking in this world. So what's so bad to ask for it? 
Okay, the, the Rebbe says here an amazing thing. <coughs> he says, I heard from my holy father-in-law, Rabbi Yechmiel Moshe Koznitzer, Rebbe's father-in-law. I heard from my father-in-law, Sh'omar B'Shem, Sh'omar B'Shem, Kvay Kedushas, HaRav HaTzadik V'Kodesh, Rabban Shokol B'nei HaGoyla, HaRabi Rabbarachul Meshbetzer, in the name of Rabbarachul Meshbetzer, Al-Azamar, that we say in Shabbos Mirs, Azor L'Ashoivsim B'Shvi, B'Chorish V'Kotsi, right? Azor L'Ashoivsim B'Shvi, B'Chorish V'Kotsi, the simple pshat, of course, in the words, is that in this mirrors, we're asking Hashem to help all of those who stop plowing and harvesting. They rest from all work of plowing and harvesting on Shabbos. Hashem should help them, that they should prosper. Hashem should take care of all of those Jews who, even though they could very, very badly use, they could use the money very badly, they... Azor l'ashoivsim b'ashvi And what Baruch Hu said, we might not be finished with them, just brace yourselves. <laughs> Rabbi Baruch Hu says, Le'oysam she'shoymim ha-shabbos b'charishen. She'enim adav. Rabbi Baruch Hu says a, a very beautiful part. When it says, Azor la'shoysam ha-shvi b'charish, b'charish of course means charisha, charish means to plow. But it's the same word as being silent. Somebody who can't speak, somebody who doesn't speak, is a chayvish. So azor la shoivsim bashvi bacharish. The Rebbe Baruch Hu said that Hashem is Baruch help those Jews who are silent on Shabbos. So shoivim on Shabbos bacharisha. Those who keep the Shabbos in a way of silence. Sheinim adavim. That word itself is alluding to what what the Rebbe what the Rebbe was talking to those Jews about, where the time had already come where they had to be very very careful. And they couldn't daven anymore, of course, in open. And they had to be very very careful that they shouldn't make any noise, that nobody should discover them. Baruch was talking about a person who keeps Shabbos in a very pnimistic way, in a very pnimistic in a way of silence. But the ikir is inside. The Rebbe is already alluding to something else. The silence that had to be kept by those Jews who were trying to keep Shabbos and not to be killed. But the Rebbe goes further. Now we know it's a din that the Gemara learns out from the Posik in Yeshaya, it's Medivei Kabbalah, from the Nevi'im, that there's a special din of Adab Edover. Adab Edover, the Gemara says, Shlo that's a din in the Gemara. It's brought down lahalacha that the way that a person speaks on Shabbos should be different from the way that he speaks during the week. The dibur is not the same dibur. That we know that one has to be much more careful to guard his speech on Shabbos, to be careful with what he says on Shabbos. So it's obvious. The Rebbe says that there's a measure of charisha. There's a certain quality of silence. A, there's a quietness, a silence that comes with Shabbos. But there's more to say about this. Perhaps, there he says, this is alluding to the tzaddikim who are so great, that they reach such madrigas on Shabbos. 
In other words, this vart of Rabbarachal Meshbetzer, Azor Lashayisam Ashvi Bacharish, the silence of Shabbos, the Rebbe says perhaps it's referring to the Tzadikim, who reach such madregas on Shabbos that they can't possibly express what they have to say. Therefore, they can only be silent. Because the Hasagas of Shabbos, the Hasagas of Shabbos are so powerful that they can't be articulated in words. That these tzaddikim can't possibly express, can't put into words what they're, what they, what they're understanding, what they're feeling. Help those tzaddikim who on Shabbos who on Shabbos are in such a place that they're, that they're trapped by the Hasagas that they have, that they would like to express them. They want to be able to teach other Jews. They want to talk about these things, their Haragashim and their Hasagas, but they can't. They can't find words. So, Azar but now the Rebbe goes into the Iker of this Tyra. There's a chilek in Lashna Kardash between Harisha, silence, and Ilmus. How would you translate into English Ilmus? An ilam, mute, muteness. There's a difference between Harisha uven Ilmus. Harisha al piraiv, aymrim kishyesh ladaber harbe, umakalmokam enamadaber. Harisha means when the person has a lot to say, but he doesn't say it, he's silent. He has what to say, but he can't say it. He has to be silent. For whatever reason, he's silent. Kegain, for instance, in Megillus Esther, where Mordechai tells Esther, Im hacharesh tacharishi Of course, you know the truth, Esther, and you could, you could do something about this, and you could help the situation with Achishveresh, with Haman, and therefore Mordechai says, Im hacharesh tacharishi If you choose to be silent at this time, Mordechai says, but at Hashem, Hashem will find a different way to save us. But it's chaval. You will have brought destruction upon upon your upon you and your family. So here the word charisha, hacharish tacharishi means <coughs> you can say, you could speak, but you're being silent. So the Lashon of Harisha usually means that there is what to say, there's a lot to say. But you're not saying it. Or we see by Kriyas Yamsuf, where it says in the Pesach, Hashem Yilachem Lachem Va'atem Taharisha. Right? Hashem Yisbohach says to Moshe Ben, Ma'atitzak Elai. Da'abob Ben Yisov Yisov, why are you davening? What are you screaming? Hashem Yilachem Lachem, Moshe Ben says, to Bnei Yisrael, Hashem Yilachem Lachem, Ba'atem Tacharisha. Hashem is going to fight for you, Ba'atem Tacharisha. You feel like screaming, you feel like crying, you feel like begging, you feel like davening, Shah, be silent. So you have what to say, and you have to force yourself to be silent. You have to hold back from saying it. That's the Lashon of Harisha. In all of these situations, they had what to say. But they were being silent. But this is very different from the situation 
where a Jew is chas v'sholem, so broken and so crushed, kol kach nishba v'rotzutz, he's so broken and crushed, ad she'en le'maladave. He has nothing to say. Loimasev v'lomargish. Not because of the beautiful vart about Shabbos or Baruch Lamezhbetzer, not because there's such there's such hasogis, there's such unbelievable emotions that there's so much to say that he, he, he can't find the words. There's such a thing that a Jew is so tzibrochen, he's so crushed, that ain't l'maladav. There's nothing to say. Le'masev v'lomargish. He can't... He's numb. He can't think and he can't feel. Blank. Numb. He's paralyzed. He doesn't have a, a mind and he doesn't have a heart because of his suffering. With which he could comprehend. Think. He can't think. He can't think. His suffering has... The suffering has brought upon him this emptiness. He's become empty. He doesn't have a moyach charisha. So the Rebbe says, now we're not talking about charisha, where you can speak and you have what to say, but you have made the decision to be silent. Rak <coughs> ilmus. Where Khalila somebody is mute. Ki'ilam Sha'inlo Hadiva. Ki'ilam Sha'inlo Hadiva. An Ilaim is Ainla Hadiva. He doesn't have Ainla Hadiva. That's why Ilmus, the state of Ilmus, Rahman Islam, is usually together with a mental problem. That a person is He's not able to speak because he's not able to think. Because there's something, there's something wrong and because of that he's been muted. So the, so the Rebbe says this is a big difference between Harisha and Ilmus. Harisha means there is what to say and you can say. It's just that you're silent. Ilmus is you're beyond that. You can't think, you can't feel, you're numb. So in Mela, there are no words. Ain't no deeper. Next page in, in this edition. Havayesh, Shekiish Yisraeli, Raya Shechas Vachalila, Mukhracha Eis. Mukhrach eis tsara lava bekitnis nefila ushvira. However, there is a situation where a Jew sees that chasva chalila, that there's an eis tsara that's falling upon him. And he braces himself for the eis tsara and he feels himself descending into a place of katnas of smallness, nefila, and shvira, falling and breaking. Ozmiz Chazek, he tries to strengthen himself. The Rebbe's talking about himself. He doesn't say that. Ozmiz Chazek, umatimiz atzmala eisara. He tries to be machazek himself and to adjust himself, to prepare himself and to adjust himself to adapt to the Ace Tzara, to the terrible Ace Tzara. Ad Yavazam, until the anger passes, until the suffering passes. And this Jew says to himself, Right now I am mute. But we see there's such a thing where even a person who is, a, who is mute is able to quetch out a word here and there. Where he can make gestures or signs with his eyes or with his hands. 
וגם אני מעט אדבר. וגם אני, I too. The Elam says, I too will say something. I will try to at least hint, to try somehow to communicate in my state of muteness. But then it gets worse. So the Rebbe says that was at the beginning. So I was saying, what he's hinting at is I was saying Torah. I was trying to say something at the beginning of the Tzaras. When I had already fallen into a state of illness, of muteness, where I could no longer think clearly, and I was no longer able to feel. But I tried a little bit, something, to communicate. However, when the Tzaras of the Jewish people become even worse, become stronger, and each Jew is even more broken, even more broken and more crushed. Then what happens to the person, and then the Rebbe turns to a Pasuk from the Parsha, from... Now, that seems to be completely off-topic. You know what the Pasuk is talking about. What's that talking about? That's what? That's the dream of Yaisev We're gathering, We're gathering the, the sheaves of, of the wheat in the field. What does that have to do with anything? So the Rebbe explains. Sode, noide, hi habchine, shakol avoides isel, megielo, umesakna. In Kabbalah, the word sada, field, is the Bechina, is referring to Shakol Avaydes Yisrael, it's referring to Malchus. Shakol Avaydes Yisrael, for all of the Avaydes of Am Yisrael. Megila, remember? Everything that, all of the kavanas, all of the thoughts, and all of the kavanas, and all of the feelings, all the way from Kesar and then down, Chachma, Bina, Daz, Chesed, Gvot, Teferes, Netzach, Haid, Yisait, all of that, all of that comes to the field of Malchus. Kol Avaydes Yisrael Megila, all the Avaydes, of the highest spheres, of all of the thoughts and all of the kavanas, descends through your side all the way to the field that is called Malchus. It's called the field. From that field, there's cutting, there's harvesting of mitzvahs and masam toivim. from this week's parasha, from Pasha's Taldais. Kirech that the fragrance was that Kirech Sada Shabarcha Hashem when Yaakovina came into Yitzchak disguised as Esav. And Yitzchak Avinu said, The smell of my son is Kireach Sada, it's like the smell of the field. Here is one of the places that we find that Rashi alludes to in Yoni Kabbalah. 
And Rashi says, Shapirish Rashi, Chakal Tapuch, the field of apples, the orchard of apples. The smell of apples is very, very good. And he brings there in footnote one, the field of apples. Those who harvest the field. They are gathering together the sheaves. They're bringing together all of the mitzvahs and all of the avoidance of Jews that comes all the way from the highest spheres. Everything's being gathered together in the field. The tzaddikim are called machatz Those who harvest the field. In the Zohar Kaddish, Rabbi Shimon and his chaverim, the tzaddikim are called machatz The ones who harvest the field. But the tzaddikim, the tzaddikim are always working to bring the mitzvah samasim toivim of Am Yisrael, Tashem Isbar, to lift up everything Tashem. They're called the machatz dechakla, those who harvest the field. Ma'almim aluma b'sarich hasada b'toyer v'avayda Look at footnote 2 for those who have this edition with their notes. Ritzon eloimer koitzrei stei hatapuchin those who are cutting who are harvesting, cutting the field of the apples it says, There are very few in the world, there are very few There are very few of those who are harvesting, cutting the apples from the field. That the tzaddikim who know how through tefillah, through their tefillahs, Liktsaris deha elyon, to harvest, to cut, to harvest. That's deha elyon, that supernal field of Am Yisrael's thoughts and feelings and efforts in Torah mitzvahs. Shiha Malchus, that's the Midah of Malchus. Hanikres state hapuchin kadisha, which you might remember from the Zemirus on Shabbos. What's the on a deeper level, the Zayat HaKadosh is telling us that the Tzaddikim are able to reap through all of the Avayda of Am Yisrael, they're able to bring out the secrets of Torah, Tzaddikim HaTorim. These are the Mechatz Dei, the Mechatz Dei Chakla, and the Zayat says, Zairun Inun, very few. Hey, Mu'atim. There are very few such tzaddik. Back on top. After the, where it says two. So the Mechaz Dei Chakla Ama'almim alum b'sayich hasad. The tzaddikim are working hard with their tefillahs to gather together to cut the harvest the apples of the field which is Malchus. The Torah Avayda. Habchina Elaim Oidnis Alma Yoise. So the Rebbe says, it says in the Pasik, Ma'almim Alumim. Which of course literally means to gather together, to harvest, to gather together the sheaves. But the Rebbe says it's alluding to a terrible, terrible matzav. When the tzaddikim are in a state of double ilmus, ma'almim alumim. Habchina ilay, that this state of muteness, oidness almayoisa has become more mute. In the earlier days, the tzaddik was able a little bit to daven, a little bit to say Torah. 
and through that to continue helping helping everybody else, helping all the other Jews. That was earlier. But then when the service becomes so terrible, the tzaddik comes to a place of ma'almim alumim b'sarich where the ilmus becomes complete. Ma'almim alumim. Now when the Rebbe said this, you should know just historically what was going on in his life. When the Rebbe said this, it was a short time after the Rebbe had lost his only son. Rebbe Sin Ali Melech, his mother, his daughter-in-law, and his sister-in-law. And he was saying Kaddish for all of these, for all of these loved ones. And you know that his wife died a short time before the war. So the Rebbe is saying Kaddish. This was his entire family. His entire family was wiped out. And we know that after that shock, the Rebbe found it impossible to teach for almost two months he was unable to teach. He couldn't teach. Achagam ki'ilayim i'ev shaladabe. Ma'almer ma'lum is achagam ki'ilayim i'ev shaladabe. Not that the tzaddik has what to say, but he's being silent. That's harisha. And not even in the Elaim, because in the Elaim who is mute can still, a little bit can crack out some sounds, can make some motions or gestures. And the Rebbe is saying all of that was earlier. But then it comes to a point in the life of the tzaddik, he's alluding to himself. Atshagam ki Elaim i'ev Can't speak. But now look how the Rebbe turns everything around. Because the tzaddik is silenced. But there are so many Jews who depend on him. There are so many Jews who depend in the field. There are so many Jews who depend on his davening, upon his teaching. Uz, the Pasuk goes on over there. V'hinei, yes, the tzaddik said, V'hinei kam ha'alumasi v'gam nitzava. Kam ha'alumasi. My, I saw that my uh, aluma, Yosef Tzaddik says, my sheaf, it stood up and it, and it was standing upright, still. So the Rebbe says, Mikoidem kvaratsisi lahatois shechmi velichyois chaye ilmus. The Rebbe says, I had already resigned myself due to my suffering and to the losses that I experienced. I had already resigned myself to succumb, to give in, and to live whatever life I have left in muteness, in silence. Not to be able anymore to go on davening and teaching. That's what it means. Koma alumasi, my illness, my muteness, koma alumasi was so strong. It stood up, it was so strong to take over my life. The gam nitzavah. Mom should take over my life. So I was in a place, I was already going to give in, to succumb to the, to the muteness that had taken over me. Because of what I had gone through, and because of the shock that I had experienced, not to be, I couldn't feel within myself, I couldn't think anymore. That's called... Ma'almim alumim, and even more so, kama alumasi vegam nitzava. 
Aval Kishima Almim Alumim. When the muteness was threatening to take over my life, Shema Almim Alumim. I couldn't bear any more the muteness. I couldn't bear any more to allow myself to slip deeper and deeper into that state of illness, of muteness. I strengthened myself to scream out more. Not to give in to the Ilmus. And then, the Pasuk goes on, Tisubena alumoyseicham vatishtachavenu laalumasi. Then your aluma is turned around and bowed down to my aluma. That's in Yosef's dream. But the Rebbe is saying, Your muteness turned around. And it gave in to my illness. Meaning what? Shegem atem nischazaktem ayodi. That you too, speaking to the Jews that were there, that you too were able to find strength through me, through the tzaddik. So he describes the Rebbe, I think this is the most personal part of the Sefer, Imamish speaks in such a way about himself. He's is putting the words into the mouth of Yosef tzaddik. But of course he's the tzaddik. And the Jews were depending upon him. And they had already been completely muted by their suffering. And he said, I too was slipping into that place of muteness of Ilmus. That I already resigned myself to live the rest of whatever I have left in a place of Ilmus, of muteness. But then I strengthened myself. The tzaddik is mischazik. Litzayk yoyisol Hashem. Litzayk yoyisol Hashem to scream out to Hashem. And then you know what happened? The Rebbe said that when I turned my muteness around, through that you were able to turn around to my muteness and to bow down to mine. Meaning that you were able to become like me. That even though you felt completely, completely mute, you were able to begin once again through me. You had the chizik to begin davening again, to begin saying words of terror again. V'zet tzadikim avakshim leisha b'shalva. Yudai, you can say. Uh, yeah, just think. Does this happen to tzadikim who don't go through There are stories that we have of great tzaddikim who stop talking at some point. There are such tzaddikim. We never had a tzaddik to describe to us. This is not found anywhere in any sefer in the world except here. Where tzaddik describes to us what he was going through. Which we don't find anywhere. So we know that there were tzaddikim who came out didn't talk. Mendel of Orca is famous didn't speak. And there were other tzaddikim that Kemat didn't say anything. Is it only due to tzaras, or is it could it be from something else? The Rebbe is only telling us that this is what he went through. Tzadik 
I suppose that part of the part of the problem of the Ilmus is that the tzaddik can't express this to the chassidim. He can't tell the chassidim what he would like to. You know, we were there's a few of us from the shul that we we, we have a strong kesha, many of us from the shul with the Kalvarevi Logazonzai. And and uh, some of you are familiar with the Kalvarevi. So you know that he has a terrible, terrible sickness. He has Lou Gehrig's disease. It's a horrible disease that over a relatively short time the person loses all of his kaychas and he's unable to move any part of his body. The only part that the Rebbe is able to move are his eyes. It's the only part of his eyes. And and he communicates through his eyes. This was already last sukkah, not this past one. Already last sukkah, there was a problem. Those who were there by Simchas Beshoi saw that he wasn't able to express himself. It was very strange. He was already it was already beginning. And then over a few months, he lost his ability to to speak. There's still you see on his face there's a certain smile, but he can't say anything anymore. So they have now this computer thing where they're able to, with their eyes, they're able to make certain motions with the eyes, and the computer translates it into words. It takes a long time. Everything. We went to, to see him privately, some chevra, and the Rebbe gave us a bracha with his eyes. And, and the, the terrible because the terrible irony there is that this particular tzaddik has spent so many years going all over the world to give chizik to Eden, to give brachas to Eden. That's, that's all he's been doing for, for so many years already. And that he's come to a place of, of illness, of, of, of being mute. And when I learned this Torah over again, I was thinking about this a lot. That... But the tzaddik, even in his illness, my wife, my wife sent me now on the phone today that there's an advertisement that the Kalavir Rebbe is going to be in, in Forest Hills. And that people are coming there for brachas. Sent me a thing that it says that the nusach, the nusach that it says is, um, let's see if I can find it. Yeah, the Nusach it says, this is in Young Queens, they have this thing, uh, the Svadim have Chazak, you know what I'm talking about? In Beth Gavriel, Beth Gavriel. So it says, on Sunday, not Shabbos, Sunday, November 15th, that's this this Sunday, right? November 15th. The Kalavarevi is world-renowned for his inspiration, wisdom, advice, and blessings. The Chinuch Habanim, Shalom Bayis, Panas, and all other pressing issues that we face today. For the past 40 years, the Rebbe has met with people of all ages and denominations in over 60 countries. Hundreds of thousands have been uplifted and motivated by his advice and inspiration. The Rebbe's holy life mission overrides his current physical limitations. The Rebbe will be seeing individuals and families listening to their requests and invoke heavenly intervention and salvation. That's what he wants to do. He doesn't want to stop it's, it's something which is a pellet, it's a wonder to see. If there's any other person in the world except Sadiq Yisad Oilam, you just fade away. You just disappear. And, the, and his son-in-law told me, and that's what he came with, with the guys, we, trying to get shifts together to come different times. There ever wants Chevet to come. And he wants to be able to give brachas with his eyes. Can't, nothing else moves anymore just with his eyes, to give brachas. So, that's his screaming out to Hashem with his eyes. And through the muteness of the tzaddik, I was thinking of the Kalei Reb, through the muteness of the tzaddik, gam atem nischazaktem al yad, other Jews have chizik. It's not just through the Holocaust. Other Jews have chizik. Have chizik. 
course, the, the Rebbe's mind is, is functioning. That's what makes the disease particularly painful because the person otherwise understands everything and is trapped inside the body. Yes, you see what But the earlier state, you're saying, oh, why he began with the vart of Bacharisha, uh, silence. I think the Rebbe just wanted to show the digression, the descent from Bacharisha to Ma'almim Alumim to Kama Alumas Vegam Nitzava. The difference between Bacharisha between and Ilmus. But now, now he comes back to the beginning. Vizet sadikim avakshim leisha b'shalva. Sadikim avakshim leisha b'shalva. The sadikim, the sadikim are mavakshim to be able to live b'shalva. Boilem hazeh. Now b'shalva doesn't mean on the golf course or the tennis court. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, like uh, retirement. The tzaddik's not looking for retirement. And says Bikesh Yaakov Leisha B'shalva. The Rebbe says that tzaddik mivakshem Leisha B'shalva ba'elam hazeh lahatem esatzim lahagolus v'tzaris means that the tzaddikim are seeking to adjust themselves with the golus and the tzaris that they're living through. Lahatim esatzman to get used to. Not that not not that everything's gewaldig. It's not gewaldig. But that there shouldn't be any turmoil in the tzaddik. Leisha b'shalva. Despite the fact that there's a terrible storm going on all around, the tzaddik wants to sit, wants to be able to come to a madrega of shalva, of inner tranquility. On a deeper level, the Rebbe is saying, perhaps, just to give in, and not to scream anymore, not to daven anymore, not to yell anymore, not to fight the tsarus anymore. Amar Kadosh Baruch says, "Lo dain la tzadikim Hashem asukim hem la selavai." It's not enough for the tzadikim, but prepared for them. In Olam Haba, Bem is lo dayan, Mashila osid yetayv. But the tzaddik strengthens himself, and he doesn't accept. He doesn't accept the promise and the belief that the tranquility is something that he'll find in the future. Lo dayan and bem is lo dayan, Mashila osid yetayv. It's not enough that it should be for the tzaddik and for the Jewish people that it should be peaceful, that there should be tranquility sometime in Olam Haba. The tzaddik awakens himself and strengthens himself that all Jews should be that there should be Yeshua now. That there should be Yeshua, there should be Ka'ula from the tzaddik. The tzaddik feels like giving in and just accepting the tzaddik and, and becoming... And, and coming to peace with that. But the tzaddik doesn't allow that to happen. And therefore the tzaddik, the tzaddik says, no, we believe in the end it'll be good for all Jews. It'll be very nice and good. But we want it should be good now. And the tzaddik pulls the other Jews together to scream at the daven. Because it's not enough that it should be only good but now we have to scream and yell not to just settle into this acceptance we have to be more that from now not to become silent not to allow the mutinous to take over not to accept the tsaras and to come to terms and to come to peace with the tsaras knowing that in the end in the future in the next world it will be good no 
we have to scream, we have to dive, and we have to do whatever we can. That there should be a sure me'at for now. There should be a sure. Yeah. That the inyan of the tzaddik is always to be vocal, and the inyan of the tzaddik is to always daven and to teach. But the tzaddik goes through terrible suffering, and that threatens to take over his power of speech. But the end is that the tzaddik overcomes that, and he returns to the way of Yosef tzaddik and speaks and davens and teaches. He doesn't succumb. So that's the heroic end of this piece, is that the Rebbe, the Rebbe was machazik himself to come back to the madrega of Yosef Atzal. That's what's so beautiful about it. Yeah. Could be thinking too much, but how do we balance this with the Spasamez of Chayish Chatzar being Shef and Yosef, talking about Yosef, but he seems to be describing Malthus for Shef and Dov. Okay, it's a good No, it's a good thought, but I can't go into that right now. There's someone waiting for me downstairs. I have to dive. Just quickly, historically, when was this time that he was not? Because we have the past few parshas. Was it before Chayasara, like that he was that he didn't wasn't speaking for a few weeks? I don't know exactly. I have to check in the in the the biography exactly. After some history. Saying we have Shabbos Shiva and then we don't have until Chayesara, so yeah, so that was the time. That's the time. Yeah, that period of time he couldn't. He didn't teach it at that time. Okay, let's start.